0: How y'all doing? How y'all doing? What's up? My name is Chris Tassato. I'm the youth pastor here at Transformation Church. I'm so excited to be here. I just want to take a second and give honor and thanks to Pastor Jamie Goldenberg and Pastor Sandra Goldenberg and just everything that y'all, come on, let's let's give some hands to our lead pastors. Come on. For everything that y'all do, for every way that y'all serve, for the way that you pour into my life and, and just lead uh, me and the team. And I just I'm internally grateful for y'all and for God just going ahead and putting me under your leadership is just amazing. Thank you, Pastor. Um, listen, we're today we're starting a new sermon series. It's called Playlist. Everybody say Playlist. Listen, Playlist is a series where we're going to take uh, some of Billboard's Hot 100 songs through the last decade. We're going to ta- take a song each week, pick it apart, find a theme, and then kind of talk about what God's word says about what the song is talking about. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I hope you all are ready to have some fun today, church. I'm so excited. Listen, uh, let's jump right into it. Psalm 145, verses 3 and 4. It says, God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to his greatness. Generation after generation stands in all of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Come on, today, the song that I picked and the title of the message from Adele is When We Were Young. Come on, look at three people today and say, you looking young today. You looking young today. Come on. You look younger today. If, if, you, if you married, you better be saying that to your spouse. You'd be like, you look, baby, you look young today. After the LSD series, I go to my wife I'm like, you looking young today. Girl. We're 23, like she always looks young. Like okay, let's pray. God, we thank you. We love you so much. God, we need you here. God, I need you here. God, I pray this is all you and none of me. I pray, Lord God, that you get the glory. Lord God, I pray that this is what you want to be said. Lord God, I pray that hearts are open and ears are open right now, Lord God. And I just pray that your will is done today in Transformation Church and in Knoxville. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen, amen, amen. Listen, in the song, When We Were Young, Adele talks about this this relationship that she had with this person and she's reminiscing about her youth. And in the psalm that we just read, David talks about one generation sharing with the next their stories of God and reminiscing on their youth and encouraging us to share with the next generation. Look, we got to share with the next generation, y'all. Look, look, That that reminds me of when I met my wife's parents for the very first time. Like, who remembers meeting their in-laws for the first time? Yo, it's scary, I was sweating. I was nervy. Listen, I had like, I had all the Abercrombie and Fitch cologne on. You know what I'm saying? Trying to impress. Collared shirt. Come on. You won't find me in any of those no more. You know, it's no collars from now on. 2021. Look, when I met my wife's parents for the very first time, I was so nervous because her father-in-law, his name is Pat. uh, My father-in-law. His his name is Pat. And Pat loves hip-hop. And at the time, I was a, an up-and-coming, very struggling, never made it, rap artist. And, um, you know, I was just so nervous to meet him because I knew he was going to talk to me about that. And I just, you know, we were going to connect on that. I was hoping that would be a good connection. Well, when I met him, he put me on game with all the old school rap. We're talking, he was listening to DMX, Rest in Peace. He was listening to, to NWA and Snoop Dogg and, and Dr. Dre. He was listening to the classics. And at the time, I was just listening to new stuff like Migos and whatever is on 102.1, you know what I'm saying? Or 104.5, come on. I was listening to the new stuff and when I met him, he started showing me the history of the art form. He started showing me how, you know, without NWA, we have no Dr. Dre and without Dr. Dre, we don't have uh, Snoop Dogg or Tupac and without Tupac, we don't have a rap beef between him and Notorious B.I.G. And without that beef, their careers don't blow up and then rap just kind of dies. And see i was just like oh well i thought drake started this whole thing but but i was ignorant i didn't know he shared with me something he put something in the next generation but when i try to go ahead and put him on game with the new music that's coming out i wasn't really able to do that because something about pat is to this very day pat only listens to music via cd i'm not lying apple music spotify pandora they don't exist He has an iPhone, it doesn't even matter because if he wants to hear that new Adele album, he goes to Amazon, searches it up, no physical copy, he ain't listening. Look, I told him yesterday, we were hanging out yesterday, I was like, hey Pat, you know I'm preaching about you tomorrow, right? He was like, that's cool. Like, that's it. He he wanted me to send him the link, but I know he ain't going to watch the link unless I put it on a DVD. Come on, somebody. But listen, (laughs) the music was still music, but the landscape and packaging had changed over time. And because Pat wasn't able to accept the new packaging, he wasn't able to to be a part of what's going on in music today. Still music, still powerful, but just some new packaging. Some of y'all have unintentionally built a barrier between you and the next generation because the way church looks now isn't the same landscape and packaging that it was when you were young and because you can't accept the new packaging you're missing out on the things that God is doing in this generation today right now come on somebody the scripture says generation to generation sharing the stories of how God moved in their lives come on God's moved some powerful mighty acts in your life and it's time we start sharing how God changed that diagnosis how God got you out of that financial situation how God saved your marriage pulled you out of addiction It's time to start sharing those things with the next generation. Why? Because that's the key to uniting the generations. And get this, when we tell the next generation what God's done, it inspires the next generation. It ignites their faith. It reignites our faith. We gotta take a look back to when we were young today. And I have three, three thoughts today to help us all embrace what God is doing in this next generation. Come on. I wanna start with this. Take a look back. I don't wanna say take a look back. Now, actually, take a look back. Everyone, peek your head back. There we go. Take a look back. John chapter 6, verse 5 through 13 say this. It says, When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test them, for he already knew in his mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, It would take more than half a year's wages to get enough bread for everyone to have a bite. Another disciple, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far will they go among many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. The rest of the the miracle goes like this. Everyone sits down. Jesus blesses the food and then they start distributing it to everybody. And everybody ate as much as they want. And Jesus said, collect the leftovers. And there were baskets full of leftovers. It was a miracle. Somebody, it was amazing. Over 5,000 people getting fed. But it's easy to look at this story and only look at Jesus in the miracle and completely glance over the huge faith steps that happened right before the miracle. See, two characters in the story that get overlooked the most is the boy and Andrew. And two characteristics that get overlooked the most is the boy's heart and Andrew's faith. You see, the boy's heart was pure. The boy was selfless enough to give everything he had. He wasn't worried about self-promotion he wasn't worried about self-preservation he was worried about God's people and Andrew's faith was strong like can you imagine bringing that small amount of food up to Jesus being like is this enough for 5,000 that's crazy faith somebody that's crazy but he didn't put his faith in their finances or an idea to buy everyone's food no he put his faith in Jesus See, there are some pure hearts in this next generation today. And it might not look like they have much to offer, but when two generations come together with pure hearts and strong faith in the name of Jesus, thousands of lives are impacted. Thousands of lives. When a generation goes to the next generation and tells them how mighty God is, the next generation feel okay with giving God their everything. And lives are forever transformed. But this can't happen the two generations can't come together. Listen, we need to take a look back and remember when we were young. Remember who that person was that looked at your fish and loaves and said, yo, God can use that. They poured into you saying, yo, God can use that fish and loaves. You need to be that person for somebody today. Some of you in here, you're looking back and you're like, yo, well, they, they just laughed me off when I presented my fish and loaves. You need to take that in memory and take that energy and you need to flip that for good and you need to go ahead and say, you know what, nobody poured into me and nobody liked my fish and loaves, but I'm gonna pour into somebody else and be a crazy faith Andrew to some next generation fish and loaves today. Come on, we need to take a look back. God, be honest with you, church. Some people in here today are too self-centered for the miracle. Like, Like you're more focused on getting poured into than pouring into others. Like you're more worried about your highlight reel than you are about the team winning the game. Some of y'all think you're Steph Curry. Like some of y'all think that everyone's watching you from the bleachers and you gotta go ahead. They're waiting for you to take the shot and air ball. Oof. Yo, some of y'all see a, a teammate open, ready for the pass, ready to go ahead and, and, and make the make the swoosh, but you, you, ain't even, you just gotta hold on to that one because you want that sexy buzzer beater moment. You want that all eyes on me moment. Listen, selflessness builds a legacy, but selfishness tears down that legacy. The best leadership group we say, in leadership, you're only as good as the leaders you raise up. So come on, church, enough is enough. It's, it's time we stop looking at ourselves as the boy in the story and start looking at ourselves as Andrew in the story, where we pour into this next generation, where we care about their fish and loaves, where we're passing the ball, where we're given responsibility, and we are having crazy faith that God is gonna move in this next generation. Come on, we need to take a look back. After we take a look back, you got to take a step back. Got to take a step back. Everyone say step back. Listen, Ezra chapter 3 verse 12 says this. It says, but many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud when they saw the foundation of the temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy. Uh, I don't know if you were here, but at an encounter night a couple a couple months ago, Pastor Wayne Francis from Life Church in New York was here. He preached on, on that passage of scripture. And now the whole time I'm reading that, I'm thinking he did the... If you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? If you were there, you had to be there. Listen, in this passage, the older generation was weeping and lamenting over what they viewed as a loss of what they knew. While the younger generation shouted for joy and excitement for what was to come. Have you ever thought something was so big or fun or wonderful, but then you grew up and looked back and you realized it wasn't what you remember? For me, that was Dollywood. Yo, I lost a couple people in here. We got some Dollywood people in here. I just lost right now. Listen, for me, it was Dollywood. Look, when I was young, I was in high school, middle school. It was the Misty Mystery Mine. You know, everybody's like, what? there's the Wild Eagle. There was that ride. It was like, you know, it was on fire. And there was like firefighters, 10 points to anybody who knows the name. Blazing Fury, there we go. Give her a round of applause, Blazing Fury. Listen, Dollywood was amazing to me as a kid, but when I grew up and I became an adult and I went back, I was a little disappointed. It wasn't what I remembered. I felt like I outgrew it. See, between those years of me going to Dollywood, Dollywood didn't change, my perspective did. Listen, over these years, the church hasn't changed, your perspective has. Do you remember the first couple of months after getting saved? Like you were going to Walmart to pray for everybody. You weren't even shopping. You were just praying. Like you gave blankets and burritos to every homeless person you saw. And every second the door was open at church, you were inside this building. Come on. You were excited. It was fresh. It was something different. I remember when I was 12 years old, I was 12 years old and, and this traveling preacher came to my, my high school. Well, it was middle school and high school, you get what I'm saying. 12 years old and he came through and he was like, he was preaching some fire. I was like, yo, I never heard anybody preach like this before. That's cool. And I went to youth group that night and that guy was at my youth group. And this wasn't like, I didn't go to church at the school I went to. It was like, no, it was across Las Vegas, like on the complete other side. And this guy just happened to be there too. And he was preaching at my youth group that night and he was somebody who, they know, took kids that graduated from high school and would travel around the world and and, and spread the gospel, and the way that he just talked was just so, like, new to me. Like, he had an excitement about it. He had a passion about it. He had a joy about it, and the 12-year-old me was like, yo, I want what this guy has, and I remember that night he was preaching about how God wants to use you when he was talking about the Holy Spirit, and when he gave the altar call, my face was on the floor at the altar for an hour as I just begged God to use me, and I I begged God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I didn't know how it worked at the time, but I was like, this guy has it, so God, I want it. I was so on fire. The passion was crazy. But listen, some of us in here have outgrown some things that we should still be excited about. Like, you can't outgrow grace. You can't outgrow giving. You can't outgrow serving. You can't outgrow the church. You can't outgrow family. Listen, in a moment where we want to weep and lament, We need to take a step back. We need to take a step back to where you heard God talk to you for the very first time. How big that was, how life changing that was. You need to take a step back to when you were young and your faith was big and fresh. See, God is still the same God today. This church is still his church, but we need to pray for a perspective change. We need to pray for childlike faith. We need to take a step back to when we were infatuated with God and everything about him. See. When we get that perspective change, then you won't be sad or lamenting or weeping toward what's going on. But you're gonna be so full of excitement because you have that faith, that that fresh faith, that fresh excitement when you have that perspective change. And everything changes. Everything changes. Come on, y'all. We need to take a look back. We need to take a step back. But Transformation Church, most importantly, we need to take responsibility back. We need to take responsibility back. Matthew chapter 18 verse 1 through 5 says this. It says, at this time the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of the heaven? In the kingdom of heaven. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like this child, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Let me run that back. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. Have you ever been in a place where you didn't feel welcome? Have you ever been in a family where you didn't feel welcome? Have you ever been in a church and didn't feel welcome? Listen, with this next generation, you can do one of two things. You can welcome them or you can wonder about them. You can welcome them, or you can wonder about them. See, welcoming builds bridges, but wondering creates barriers. Check this out right here. What you do is this, right? You, every single time you see somebody from this next generation, you go ahead and you say, "You know what? I wonder. I wonder about this, these kids. I don't trust these kids. You know what? I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna ruin the church. I wonder. I wonder what they're trying to do. I wonder what they're trying to do with that grass wall out there." Without that bright neon sign. What are what they doing out there? Somebody said to me, somebody said to me earlier today, they said, hey, Chris, uh, carpets don't go on the wall. I was like, I was like, all right, I get you. Listen, some of y'all are wondering out here, oh, are they ever going to get it right? I wonder if they're ever going to get it right. Or I wonder, is, is the news right about them? is what I, what I see on the news, what I see in the media about the next generation, about these millennials, about these gen Zs. You know what? I just wonder. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. And the more you wonder, the larger the wall is between you and this next generation. Like, I wonder if they'll ever love Jesus like I love Jesus. I wonder if they'll ever get to, to where I am in my faith walk. I wonder, I wonder. Now there's a divide between you and me. Now there's a divide between you and the next generation. Now there's a divide. I wonder what would happen if Andrew said, you know what, I wonder. I wonder why this kid's bothering me about these five loaves and two fish. But when we change our wondering to welcoming, and you say, you know what, I welcome their questions. When you say, you know what, I welcome their inexperience. The wall starts falling down when you start welcoming. Come on, listen. I welcome their creativity. I welcome their passions. I welcome their just who they are as people. Just who they are as people. And you want to you want to know why it's so important to welcome instead of wonder? Get this. When you welcome instead of wonder, you're no longer blocked off, but now there's an entrance for them to come in. And get this. When you welcome a set of wonder, it turns a barrier into a bridge. And why is it so important for us to welcome this next generation? Because Jesus Christ welcomed us just the way we are. Jesus welcomed your questions. Jesus welcomed your burdens. Jesus welcomed your inexperience. Jesus welcomed your idea and creativity. Jesus welcomed you just the way you are. Come on. We got to stop wondering and start welcoming somebody. Come on. Listen. John 3.16 says this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever. Jesus welcomes the whosoever. (laughs) Jesus just doesn't welcome anybody, the elite. The, the upper class. No, Jesus welcomes the whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. Come on, somebody. Listen, I'm about to show you this video right now. This video is from a camp called Access Nation. And in June, listen, in June, we're taking 20 students and 10 leaders to Memphis, Tennessee for four days. To go ahead. Charles is excited. Charles is from Memphis, so he's like, I'm going home. Listen, we're taking 20 students and 10 leaders to Access Nation, and I want to wanna let you know before we watch this video, I, uh, I was a youth leader at Access Nation uh, when it happened the last time that we went before COVID. And um, I saw some incredible life-changing things. I saw students give their lives to Christ. I saw hardened hearts be turned soft. I saw I saw that the atheist turn into a believer. I saw the, the timid and shy and afraid worshiper turn into the, up at the altar, hands raised, screaming to Jesus. But the reason why I think I saw that at Access Nation was because at Access Nation, it's nothing but this big, huge room of a couple hundred students and leaders who are ready to welcome the next generation who welcome the way that they worship, who welcome the way that they praise, who welcome their new Christian questions. Before we watch this video, I just wanna challenge you with the thought that what happens if we send these 20 kids to Access Nation and they get on fire for Jesus, then they come back to a church that's 100% welcoming to this next generation? You know how kids go to camp, they get on fire, they come back, they ain't on fire no more? What happens when they come back with those fish and loaves? we just pour into it. We give them more responsibility. We say, hey, you know what? Let's get you on a worship team. Let's get you on a serve team. Hey, you know what? I I see what you're doing. I love it. I see God in you. I see God moving through your life. I see the life change. When we start pouring into it, I wonder what this church is going to look like on June 25th when we get back and these students aren't ready for the wild welcome they're going to get from Transformation Church. So with that being said, let's take a look at this video and then I'm going to talk to you more about responsibility with this next generation. Come on, let's, let's check this out. need forgiveness I need strength and you do need all that but Jesus can see you in all your shame and all your weakness and all your sickness and he doesn't just see you being delivered but he sees himself using you beyond that for something greater you need a word I got one word one word that tears down every barrier and destroys every enemy if you know that word it's made up of five letters j-e-s-u-s if you know it scream it in this house today (laughs) you <laughs> You might have made a mistake. You are not a mistake. I feel like somebody ought to just clap and thank Jesus tonight that when you break your own heart, God's saying, I'm coming. I'm going to give you a new heart. Bible says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. I came to tell somebody, don't you stop pressing after God. Even if you don't feel it, you keep seeking after him and say, God, I'm not going to stop until you pour out your spirit all over Listen, that was, like I said, a little little promo video for this summer in Access Nation. But look, we got to take responsibility back, Transformation Church. We have to take responsibility back. Let me tell you, we're responsible for sharing how God moved to the next generation. We're responsible for speaking life into the next generation's loaves and fish. We're responsible for welcoming this next generation. the next generation of this church in this house needs your help. There is some, I got three practical ways you could help. Like we literally really need some help. I got three practical ways. The first practical way to get involved with this next generation is to pray and interact with this next generation. Not being so far off from the next generation, but getting up close and personal and saying, you know, find, finding somebody and saying, hey, you know what? I appreciate you. You know, hey, we love you at Transformation Church. Hey, uh, can I take you out to lunch? Can I find somebody and pour into them? Find somebody and pray for them. Find somebody and, and, and take responsibility in that way. That's the first way. The second way, you can serve in TY or TC Kids. I mean, I'm, I'm just being real with y'all. We need help. We're like screaming like, help! Look, because we have so many, this church is continuing to grow and, and the, the, the farther we get out, the more that we hope to grow because we want to take all of Knoxville for Jesus, right? But the more people we get in this church, the more students start coming on Wednesdays, the more kids that are in the garage or in the TC Kids area. And With more kids means we need more people to volunteer. We have plenty of serving opportunities on, on Sunday morning in the TC Kids areas or on Wednesday night uh, at Transformation Youth. And you might be like, you know what, Chris, I'm too old to be serving with the youth. They, they're not going to want to listen. I can't be a connective leader. We, we need people to go get pizza. You know what I'm saying? I need some volunteers who are willing to be security. You feel like we just need anybody. We can find a spot for you. But maybe that's where God's tug on your heart is, hey, I need you to serve. He wants you to serve with the next generation. And maybe you don't have the time to serve with the next gen. And, and this last one is, is, is a big one. Yeah, I know you saw on you your seats there's an envelope right there with a little QR code and a Transformation Youth logo. But if you can't serve in the next generation, maybe you can give to the next generation. See, on that envelope, there's QR code. You can scan that. It goes right to a donation spot for Transformation Youth and Next Gen, uh, TC Kids. It goes to Next Gen. Um, there, there's that envelope. You can put a check. You can put cash in. You can drop in the generosity boxes. But guys, we're trying to send 20 students and 10 leaders to camp. And I have full faith that it will be fully funded. I have full faith that that could happen. But on top of that, we're, we're raising money to, to take TC Kids to the next level. We got, we got hopes and dreams to go ahead and, and continue to do dope stuff with the youth and we have young adult nights coming up where it's, it's gonna be called Big Thursday and it's young adults just getting together and worshiping, getting in the word and getting some food. We have a lot of things going on in the next gen area and department in this church and we need your help. So maybe you can't give time so you can give financially. Maybe you can't give financially so you can give time. Maybe you can't give both but you can find a next generation student or young adult or young person and start pouring into their lives. But either way, we got to take responsibility, Transformation Church. We got to take responsibility. Listen, I want to I pray right now with you. Everybody head bowed every eye closed. I just want to pray right now, God, right now I pray for bridges to be built and for barriers to be torn down. God, any barrier between race or gender or finances or generation, God, I, I pray you remove every barrier right now today. If that's you and you say, you know what? I have a barrier in my life that I need God to remove or I, I need to work on removing this barrier. If that's you and you want me to add you in this prayer, just lift a hand up. No one else is looking around. If you're saying, Chris, I want you to pray for me. I got a barrier that I need to be torn down. Thank you. God sees those hands. God, you see these hands right now, God. Help break down and tear down these barriers that we built between us and others, Lord God. And, and, and most importantly, God, I, I pray right now, some, some of you have never felt welcomed by God. And that there, you feel like there's a barrier between you and God. Well, there was, and it was called sin, but, but Jesus is the bridge. Jesus is the bridge over that barrier to where now whosoever accepts Him, whosoever believes in Him is able to go ahead and walk across that bridge. Jesus is the bridge. And if that's you today and you say, Chris, I've never accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Chris, I, 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 I didn't know about Jesus till today. I wanna give you that opportunity to go ahead and say yes to Jesus, yes to the bridge, become part of the whosoever. If that's you today and you say, you know what, Chris, I'm ready to make a fresh start with God. On the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand. Nobody's looking around, heads bowed, eyes closed. One, if that's you and you say, you know what? I'm whosoever. Two, you're saying, I need Jesus. Jesus, I need you. I wanna walk that Jesus bridge. Three, if that's you and you say, you know what? I wanna make a fresh start today. Just lift your hand up. No one's looking around. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord God, you see these hands. You see these hearts. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for the whosoever. Lord God, we give you honor and praise and glory today. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, Transformation Church. Make some noise for God today.